This is Matt Woodley, editor of PreachingToday.com, and welcome to our podcast, Monday Morning Preacher. This episode of Monday Morning Preacher is brought to you by ctpastors.com, the new home for pastors at Christianity Today. CT Pastors is for working pastors, by working pastors, to equip you for church ministry. Join for free today at ctpastors.com. I'm here in the recording studios of Christianity Today World Headquarters with our scintillating guest host, Kevin Miller. Uh, was there just a little bit of sarcasm on that word, scintillating? Absolutely not, Kevin. Okay. Um, this past week, I counted the number of preaching skills articles we have on our Preaching Today site. By hand? Well, no, actually, we got a guy that can do that, okay. run a little program. It's there's, pretty a, easy. there's a guy for that. There's a guy for that. We pay him full time to count okay. the articles. <laughs> right. yeah, so anyway. How many? 1,272 approximately, and <laughs> all of them are pretty good, I got to say. Otherwise, they wouldn't be on the site. Okay. We don't allow junk on the site. That was humble, but yeah. <laughs> okay, keep going. But there's a handful that stand out to me as uh, cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. The pick of the litter. The Hall of Fame. The top of the class. You get the idea. Okay. A handful of articles that I return to for guidance, I mean, in all seriousness. And one of those articles is by a guy named uh, Peter Scazzaro, founding pastor of New Life Church in Queens and author mm-hmm. of books like Emotionally Healthy Church, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. He wrote an article in 2013 titled The Life Cycle of the Sermon. Ooh, I remember that. When that came out, I thought, has he been like emailing my wife to uh, get comments on how I go through the sermon process? Yeah, I talk to a lot of preachers, and when I explain to them what this is, they're like, oh, bam, I can relate to that. So according to Scazzaro, our sermon prep process, okay, getting ready to preach, follows a typical series of five stages, and here they are. There's the birth stage, the death stage, the burial stage, the resurrection stage, and the ascension stage. Somehow that process sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll give you a clue. Jesus. Yeah, oh. Always guess yeah. that. So Scazzaro was talking about a Jesus-shaped cycle to our sermon prep process. And he said about 95% of our sermons will follow this process. And the life cycle, it's not a technique at all. That's not what it's about. It's a way to understand what God is doing in your soul as you prepare your sermon. I am super glad you picked this topic for today's podcast, Matt, because to me, if you're going to preach regularly, you just have to understand this life cycle of the sermon. It's really helpful. So the birth stage, that's the stage, you know, that feeling when we get a preaching idea. We love the text or maybe we love a big Woo-hoo! idea. Yeah, we're all excited. It's yeah. going to, when we say, man, this is going to preach. We haven't actually written a word yet, yeah. but we know this sermon is just going to be the best ever yeah. in the history of the human race. We're gripped by it. We want to share it. So you ever had that experience? Almost every time. So right. like this sermon I'm working on right now is from Ephesians 4 on the fivefold leadership gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers. And when I first thought, oh, I'm going to preach that this summer, I loved it, man. I just lit up. I started putting notes in a file and I was pumped. Yes. That's a great example. The birth stage, all about excitement, energy, possibilities, opportunity. But it quickly leads to the next stage of sermon prep, death. Okay, Debbie Downer. My sermon was just in birth, and now you've moved it to death. 
Yeah, well, that's how the sermon prep process works for a lot of people a lot of the time. So we get this amazing idea, but then, mm-hmm. boom, we enter into the real work. You know, you got to do the biblical exegesis. Then you got to focus it. You got to get one big idea. You got to organize the material. You got to apply it to your particular people. Scazzaro put it this way. At this point, I begin to think, I must be crazy thinking that I can speak for God. How is God going to shape something beautiful out of all this chaos of study, exegesis, and good ideas? Boy, that is so true. You know, I I was talking with a preacher recently, and the big challenge for that preacher was they hit the death cycle and they think, this is so simple. Everybody knows this. I have nothing new to say, nothing fresh to say, nothing to really contribute. Uh, For me, actually, where I feel the death cycle more is I have so many things I want to say, and I'm just like, it's never going to come together. I'm never going to get, like, one clear big idea. It's just going to be this jumble, and everybody's going to be confused, including me. That's what I feel sometimes in the death cycle. Absolutely. I, I preached a few weeks ago on Trinity Sunday. Oh, that's a, that's the deep water of the pool there. Yeah, I preached on the Trinity on Trinity Sunday, and it was... Well, that was that was a was, bold move there. <laughs> it was historic. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, you know, I had the birth stage. I was reading some books and doing some personal study, and I thought, this is so amazing and so mm-hmm. rich and so deep. And then I had I got so much information and so many possibilities and so complex, and how do you make it practical? And so, boom, I was right into the death stage. So, okay, after death, then then what comes next? Okay, then there's burial. Boy, this is a cheery podcast well, we're doing today, yeah, Matt. Remember, this is the Jesus-shaped process of our sermon prep. So burial, put it into the ground. Let it rest. Schizero puts it this way. The idea is to bury the sermon for a while. Just drop the sermon until you can come at it in a fresh way. Go for a walk, spend time with your spouse or kids. Just stop working on it. You know, uh, one thing that was really helpful to me with Pete's insight on burial, uh, he gave me permission to walk away when I'm not able to really make progress on the sermon anyway. For example, let's say I just had a hard conversation with somebody in the church, and I'm still stewing on that conversation. I'm upset at them, they're upset at me, and I'm sitting down. I know i got to get this sermon written, and I'm not doing very well writing it because my head and heart are just cluttered. So something about just let it sit, go take a walk, go do something fun, that has really helped me gain some space and objectivity and come back with a fresh take. Yeah, sometimes working harder on the sermon in that moment is unproductive. Yeah. So remember again, God is shaping our souls, which means that God is at work in our lives through this death and burial stages. He's putting us in a place where we have to trust Him, the power of the Spirit, the power of His words. So they drive us to pray and to talk to the Lord about our sermon before we talk to our people. That's great. Well, give us some hope. What's the next stage? Resurrection! Hey, there we go. Easter. Okay. Okay, it's coming. So here's Pete again. I know God has resurrected the sermon when I get a clear burden from him about what to bring to the people. You know, you got your one big idea, you've edited, you've cut, the whole sermon hangs together, it's just burning inside of you, resurrection has come, you're you're ready to preach it. You know, for me, what I experience in that resurrection stage, and this is one of those subtle sort of motions in the, the life of prayer that's a little hard to describe, but what I experience it as is I sense that God is saying to me, I'm giving you this sermon. Sometimes that comes really early in the process. 
sometimes it comes like as I'm standing up to preach, and I'm like, God, could you have given it to me a little sooner? Because I'm one big, hot, neurotic mess right now, worried about it. Right. But usually he's kind and gives it to me during the week, and I just get this sense like God's in this, and it's going to come together. That's a good way to put it and to emphasize this is not a formula. Sometimes it comes early, sometimes it comes late in the process. And I think especially if you don't preach regularly, it's a lot harder to get to a real clear resurrection phase. It doesn't mean that there's no anxiety about what we're going to say or no fear or no trepidation. We can still have all of that. But it's just this clear sense that the Lord put this in me and I'm going to say it. So we got birth, death, burial, resurrection, and then we got ascension. Again, let it go. Stop analyzing. This is after the sermon. You've preached it. Now let it go. Let it ascend to God the Father and let him use it for his good purposes. Boy, this has been a key wrestling spot for me because I have a lot of uh, Debbie Downer Mondays where I go over the sermon in my mind and think about, boy, that could have been better. I don't know why I said this. And I, I second guess myself, and it leads me in this downward cycle. One day I was thinking about all that, and I felt like God gave me a great image that has freed me up. I I felt like the insight I had was I was thinking about my sermon like it was the last leg of a four-part relay, Hmm. you know, like it was like the anchor leg, like the race is won or lost with this sermon. And God showed me, no, your sermon is like the next to last leg. I'll run the last leg. Hmm. Hand me the baton, and Uh. the work that I do in the lives of your listeners is what really counts. Anyway, this race is for me to win. And so that's really freed me up. That's a great image. God is the anchor of our relay team. Yeah, I just hand over the baton. And he's fast. <laughs> yeah. He's really fast. He wins. <laughs> he's faster than you and I. Okay, yeah. You know, so Kevin, we've been a big fan of this whole life cycle of a sermon thing. It's really helped us. Uh, what difference has this made in your sermon prep? Well, I think it's kept me preaching because otherwise I think I'm crazy. I'm neurotic. I shouldn't be preaching. I don't know why I'm preaching because every week I go through this, blah, blah, blah. And when Pete just normalized it for me, and said, this is actually not only part of the process, but a good part of the process. I was like, oh, okay, I'll do it another week then. Yeah, I have this little rule of thumb that 4% of preachers do not fit this pattern. They just go from like birth to resurrection. Where do you get these statistics? I just made it up. But it's, um, <laughs> yeah, it sounded like that. It's based on hard research, actually. So I call them... Uh, Hardly pre- research? Yeah, exactly. I call them preaching mutants, okay? okay? They are preacher mutants. They are like extraordinary. There's something exceptional about them. They have different DNA than the rest of us. But for the 96% of us, we go through this process yeah. every time we preach. You know, I love what, how Pete ended this article. He said, let me quote from him again. I'm not so interested anymore in delivering a sermon that hasn't been forged in the crucible of death, burial, and resurrection. I don't want to preach something that hasn't been sifted through a season of listening to God and wrestling with him. That's a painful process. And I, I love that. I, I can mm. totally relate to that. Yeah, I, you know, while we're preparing a sermon, God's preparing you and me. Amen. You know, so I reached out to Pete okay. just this last couple of weeks ago. I emailed him, said we were going to do this podcast on his article. Fun. It was one of our favorites. And I said, give us an update on this whole thing. And it, here's what he wrote back. He said, after 30 years of preaching, this process remains true. I keep asking God, can't we skip this excruciating <laughs> process? And he says, I now am convinced it is for my own breaking and formation and that it is God's way. And then he says, it sure does keep one humble. So, Amen. So preachers, take that. If you're going through the life cycle, birth, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, you are not crazy. It's normal, and the Lord is going to use it in your life. This is Matt Woodley with Monday Morning Preacher. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Check out Christianity Today's other podcast, The Calling, 
an interview show about the nature of church leadership and all the joys and struggles that come with that calling. Each episode features one Christian leader, one calling, and one honest conversation. This episode was brought to you in part by the Lord of Spirits podcast. Many Christians yearn to break free of the influence of secular materialism and to understand the union of the seen and unseen worlds as made by God. What is the spiritual world like? Tune in wherever you get your podcasts.